Hallå, hello everyone and welcome to the most assembled game dev podcast in the world, House of Games. I'm your co-host Rune, and today I'm joined by the almighty host, Odo! And if the two of us isn't enough to satisfy your needs, we are yet again joined by a special guest, Valeria! So, let's ring the doorbell and head inside this week's episode of House of Games. Welcome everyone to this episode of House of Games. We have a special guest with us today. Tell us about yourself and who you are and what you do. Hi everybody, my name is Valeria and I study game art and future games. I do character art mostly. What is Future Games? Future Games is like a school under the Changemaker Education and they basically have a couple of courses. They have programmer courses, game designers, game artists and even immersive experience, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, they prepare students to start working in the game industry. Is this a Stockholm school only or is it uh, all over the world? Not all over the world. I think they're opening a school in Poland, if I'm not mistaken. But for sure they have a couple of schools in Sweden. They have one in Stockholm and I think in Karlstad. I think in Boden probably. And somewhere else, I don't remember where, another city. Yeah, I think our first guest actually was also a student of Future Games in uh, remotely in Skellefteå. Mm, yeah, I think this is the one. And how long is your education? It's two years. And first year is a really intense program of basically learning anything you can ever need as an artist. And the second year is a little bit laid back because you're supposed to get an internship mm. already. During the program, we're supposed to also have like four game projects, basically creating four mini games. Mm. So that's cool. Mm. <laughs> we already did two. So you're year two now, I guess. No, I'm year one still, second semester. Oh. What kind of art are you studying and what kind of art do you like to create? Well, we are studying everything. It's even concept art, environment art, character art, animation. But I personally like uh, character art. Since I'm like a character artist, I was always interested in that. I have actually a background as a painter, traditional painter and then digital painter. And it was always characters for me. So when I switched to game art and digital sculpting, It's still characters for me, Mm. so yeah, that's what I like to do. Looking at your t-shirt, is that Nami from One Piece or it's some sort of anime character? Yeah, but I have no no idea. Ah, okay, because my next question would be if you like anime. (laughs) I like that it's pink, that's why. I mean, I do, but I'm not such an expert. (laughs) Okay. I've seen a couple of animes, the most famous ones. Mm, Right. Well, another thing I was curious about, as you started out as a painter, how much more complicated is it to do 3D art than 2D? Or is there a difference? Well, there is difference, of course. Uh, In my personal opinion, for me, it's way easier to do 3D art. Because 
it's just you basically i see it that way you basically replicate something from real world and you just don't need to think about anything else you're just like oh the hand looks like this let's just do the same thing in the program but painting or drawing it has to do with perspective so you have to think how would the hand look from this angle mm -hmm. but i've met some people who prefer drawing and they find this easier rather than sculpting i, I don't know why mm -hmm. but that's what i heard have you tried sculpting in vr no no but i saw a couple of videos mm. on youtube how people do that that looks really cool mm. i would like to try that yeah me too yeah, it seems like a fun thing that you could zoom and walk around your creation and stuff. But something that I think maybe it's a question for the both of you, since when it comes to art, I could probably do stick figures. And that's as far as my artistic abilities go. But what would you say is, what does it take to become an artist? To me, it feels sort of something like either you're born more like me or you have more of an artistic thing or is it just practice or what would be your takes on it? Usually, yeah, the answer is practice. <laughs> People try to make it like really romantical and like, <laughs> oh, you're so talented. I wish I was so talented. There are even like memes online about that. And we artists would always answer like, no, that's just practice. Okay, mm. you can do the same thing. Of course, it depends, I guess, how much practice each person needs somebody would be more how you say it talented i guess yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. a little bit but still at the end of the day if you want to achieve perfection then you still need a lot of practice because the beginning is always easy yeah like it would take you one year to get probably from beginner to intermediate and then from intermediate to advanced then mm. that's the difficult part yeah right and that would take like decades i think yeah a lifetime maybe but say for example you know nothing about making art and you want to become an artist for games so is that something you can learn at future games or do you have to come in with some ability already you should come with some abilities because you, you are supposed to send a piece of work but it can be anything like a drawing if if you are into concept art, you just send a drawing. I send a 3D model. Some people send animations and they choose, mm. you know, yeah. like competition, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Right, right. So, yeah, you should have some level of something, at least in one yeah. sphere of game art. And the rest they'll teach you. So you studied 3D art on your spare time, like at home? Yeah, actually, I have a bachelor in game art and development, oh. but honestly, I haven't learned there as much as I learned on Udemy <laughs> or Skillshare. Mm. I learned there way more than our YouTube. So yeah, that's where I basically got my whole experience <sighs> before getting into the school. Mm. I always rant about on this podcast that kids nowadays have no patience and all that stuff. And I was just going to answer the question as well, like how I got into art. And that's just because I grew up in the middle of nowhere and we would just walk around. Like, oh, mom, dad, there's nothing to do. You know, this is way before Internet. And then we just throw some paper and pen on the table and <laughs> sit and draw. And then we'll sit there and draw stuff. And I mean, we did loads of that growing up. And I think that's how I sort of got into it years of experience that way but i also agree that it is just practice and i guess anyone can learn 
Are you a game artist yourself or? I'm just an indie developer. I do everything myself, the animations and art and programming and all that. But I always say I'm like a, what is it called? Jack of all trades. Yeah, there we go. Jack of all <laughs> trades, master of none. So, <laughs> yeah, But exactly. I think I'm, I'm pretty good at drawing though. I would say that's maybe my strong point. And I'm making my first pixel art game now and I'm flabbergasted how good it looks. But wow, I, would love <laughs> yeah, I don't to know, see that. maybe my standards are really low. But I think it looks really cool and good. And I'm sort of surprised that I can do it, even though I've never drawn pixel art in my life. Mm. I'd love to see that once it's out. I have to ask this. Something I wanted to ask many guests before, but I always forget. Because we are making this game podcast as well and talking with people who are in the industry. How did you end up... I mean, are you a gamer? And if so, how did you end up a gamer? Or do you have a favorite game? Oh, yeah, I'm very atypical person, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not an average game artist. Usually all of them, yeah, almost all of them are gamers, but not me, since I came from this artistic background. Many of them would come into the industry because they are like passionate about games. And they're like, oh, I want to work with games too. That's like the classical story, to be honest. Mm. But not me. <laughs> For me, it was different. But I do have favorite games for me it's uh, the sims i like the sims oh, a classic yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all the parts yeah. all the lore everything i was a big nerd for this one hmm. at some point that's pretty cool though not being a gamer and now you're gonna well hopefully work for a game company and make art it sort of speaks for the industry how it's growing because yeah, it's, it's like you said most people are, are gamers in the industry but i think nintendo are known for hiring people who are not gamers at all oh. i'm not sure in what field if it's art or programming or whatever but it's interesting yeah i guess it was more like that before because i've been talking to many people from the industry as well during events and stuff and they told me that yeah before it consisted mostly of gamers passionate people you know who wanted just to do it or maybe sometimes create a game on their own, just with a couple of friends in the basement or something like this. Mm. And now it's changing. Industry is changing. And there are more and more people like me now mm. just want to do that. And they're not into games. <laughs> you said earlier that there was a kind of a entrance exam for future games. Do you know if that is the case for other fields in future games? Or is that only for artists? From what I know, yeah, that's for everyone. Programmers, I think, are supposed to submit a piece of code or something like this, or maybe a little game as well. They can decide. And uh, game designers are more free. I think they're supposed to submit almost anything. Yeah. Or, like anything that could be used as a game, like a board game, for example basically a game or maybe a concept for a game, like idea of a game. I'm not sure. But yeah, everybody is supposed to submit something because there is a competition there. If I'm not mistaken, I think they said that maybe 200 people applied for game artist education this year and 60 got accepted mm. or maybe 400 people even applied. I, I don't remember. But anyway, I remember mm. that it was, I remember that I felt special <laughs> mm -hmm. when I heard that. Cool. Very cool. So you're a, you're a winner already. Yeah, that's what they told us on the first day, actually. They were like, oh, you guys are already mm. very good. You should be proud mm. of yourself. Oh, cool. Very <laughs> cool. 
going forward then, when you are finished with your education, what kind of games would you like to work on or do you have a preference? Mm, I think, yeah, if I could choose, I would probably go with something like Mortal Kombat. I really like the characters wow. there. They're really, yeah, interesting and unique. I would like to work on something like this, but to be honest, I don't mind working on hmm. anything. Like, as long yeah. as it's characters, yeah, I can make hmm. it work. So a follow-up question on Mortal Kombat specifically. So in those games, it's a fighting game, so you usually end up with one person without the head or, you know, guts everywhere or something. Yeah. Maybe this is a stupid question, but does that tie into character design or is that only like how they look from the start and then somebody else comes in to do stuff that happens on the fly in the game yeah basically it would always be character art who would create it then the effects maybe would be done by the effects Mm. artist if i'm not mistaken i'm not so sure myself but yeah like if it's a head you need to kind of model the head but like it's already modeled, but you model it, separate mm. it from the body. Yeah, and it, the yeah. guts you need to model as well. Yeah. Mm, cool. So why the Mortal Kombat games of all games? Just because it's the only game apart from Sims that mm. I've played. And I really like the characters there. And I was like, oh my God, that's what I want to do. The characters are just so beautiful there, especially, you know, in the yeah. last mm. versions. Wow. So I was like, yeah, that's that's the one. <laughs> Do you prefer designing like humans or, you know, realistic things or fantasy beasts and stuff? Like, I wouldn't say that I'm a fan of creating Mm. creatures, if that's Mm. your question. But humans are like human-like things. In Mortal Kombat, there is like a character, Milena, I think her name is. She's like a human, but with like fangs or something like this. Yeah, is that the one with the snake face or something? Or something like this, yeah. I mean, that I, I would like mm. to create, yeah. But then there are, like, actual creatures as well. I have never had any experience with those yet, actually. You mentioned before that you have done two games already in this program you're studying now. Is your characters in those games? And how did that feel, to see them come to life inside a game? Yeah, it was a really nice feeling. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I've made the characters in those games, yes. But those are such a small... Because, like, we got, like, a really short period of time to work on those games. Like, the first game, we got two weeks to work on. Mm. And as artists, we got even less time because our art should have been implemented. Mm. So we couldn't be working till the last day of course because like designers and programmers had to implement it i think i personally worked on the first game for five days probably it was good to be honest i mean i was proud of the results it was a good game how many characters did you do in those five days one or one yeah that was one character because we needed just one character for that game but I, I've made, like, our game was the only one that had, like, customization. Oh, cool. So, ah. yeah. Yeah. I was making, like, the costumes for for this character. Cool. So, yeah. And what software did you use when you made this game? 
Unity. I use Unity, but only the 2D version so far. But does Unity have like a 3D sculpt thingy, or do you do that in a different software and then export it to Unity? Yeah, you do that in different software, in different softwares okay. actually. You can like model it in Maya or Blender, sculpt on top in ZBrush or Blender again. Then you can texture mm. it in Substance Painter. Then you would rig it in Maya or Blender, depending what the person prefers. And then you would animate it again in Maya or Blender. And then you would mm. send it over into Unity and usually the designers will keep working with that. Do you know how to animate as well? I know how to animate, but that doesn't mean that I'm good at that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've seen the other animators. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, in the last game that we've created, I had to animate because like nobody had time for that. I had to animate like a little character, like a little parrot. In the game, it looked fine. But when I created it, I was like, oh my God, what the hell? It looks so bad. But in the game, you know, it was fine. Well, speaking of difficult things, so what would you say is the most difficult things to sculpt a character or to create a character? Because I can imagine like feet or shoes or something is probably easy because nobody pays attention to that. But like a face, if you get like the proportions of the eyes or something wrong, then it gets uncanny quite quickly. So what would be your take on that? Well, yeah, that's true. Not only proportions of the face should be correct, also proportions of the body. Yes. But to be honest, it's not that difficult. I, I wouldn't say it's like much less difficult to do that while sculpting rather than drawing again for me, because you basically can put a reference behind a sculpture and that way you will get the right proportions instantly. I don't know. I mean, shoes are also difficult to make. Why do you say that? Well, I just imagine like just take a sort of arch, like a U shape and then just paint it black and then you have a black shoe. Done. <laughs> ah, well, then you are thinking about the very, very stylized character. Like a Lego character or something like this. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but in that case, Proportions of the face wouldn't be so important either. Mm, yeah, yeah, I suppose. But I think maybe since I'm more of a layman when it comes to art, I think if the character had like a beautiful face and everything is proportional there, if like the shoes looked like squares or blocks or something, I don't think I would notice it. No, honestly, I think you would. <laughs> because this is also important in creating character. And even creating the whole game is that everything is consistent. Everything should be consistent. The level of detail should be consistent everywhere. Otherwise, it, it really stands out. Mm. So, for example, you cannot make the trees like blobs or something and then have a highly detailed character here. That's how bad mm. games are made, like low quality games. When you play it and you're like, something is wrong here. So, yeah, in a character, I think that it wouldn't be a good mm. idea to do that. Yeah, well, actually, you are probably right now that you mention it. A good example that I'm thinking of, especially when it comes to inconsistent level of detail, is mm -hmm. the Deadly Premonition games. I don't know if you play them, but you have these characters. They look fine. They look like realistic human 
characters. But then grass and trees and houses outside are obvious asset flips. So they look like they're from PlayStation 1, mm. which is so jarring. It takes you out of the immersion. It's games that are so bad that they're good, but I get what you're getting at. Yeah, that's why they usually create a style guide. It's when you decide the main style, mm. basically, of the game and the main color palette, the main vibe, level of detail, how stylized is it. Another example of this stuff you guys talked about, the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Apparently, when you go home to Tifa's house, I believe, in Midgard, the texture on the door to her house is completely gone. It's just like green, has no texture. That was just a big story when that game came out. Like, how could they miss this? And it broke the immersion a little bit. But I think that's, you know, you could patch that, so. Yeah, but that sounds more like a bug. No, it's not a bug. But it's a little bit different. It's like a mistake, basically. When you design characters, do you design the clothes as well? And like, zippers and everything yeah exactly character artists can basically create characters mm -hmm. and the props like for example the guns knives and all those things they basically are supposed to be able to create environment as well it must be so much fun to see your own stuff in the games in my my previous life i was gonna say when i was a plumber Let's say I, I will install a toilet and do all these nice pipes and everything in the walls and stuff. And then the builders come there and just cover everything up. So all the time I spent on pulling these nice pipes and all that stuff, it was just covered up by walls. And then when you move into the house, the walls are what you see. And you don't really see any of the plumbing stuff. It's just like the toilet is like the only thing you see. And I always thought about that. Like, man, it would be so much more fun to be a builder instead. And... Now, hearing you talk about your role in games is sort of the same. You have the programmers and all that stuff in the background, which people can't really see. But I guess you can sort of experience it in a way. But the stuff you see, that must be... At least I think that's the nicest part when I make games. Like, people can see what I've done, but few people understand all the things that have happened in the background. But it is a very nice thing when you create something and you can see it with your own eyes. And you know that's the, what the player is going to see as well. But that's also more pressure, I guess. Do you have a specific style when you make your characters? Well, yeah. I mean, I used to always say that, oh, I'm into realistic. I want to do realistic characters and everything. I'm a realistic character. Mm. And then I open my portfolio and everything is stylized mm. there. So now I'm like, I guess I was stylized character artist then but i'm working on something realistic as well so to mm. a layman stylized would that be something that i would call for example cartoony or what kind of style would you say that that is it depends like it can be differently stylized for example fortnite is stylized and minecraft is stylized as well as long as the proportions are like exaggerated somewhere, it is stylized. For example, if the nose is too big, but on purpose. I guess you could say like all of anime art is stylized because proportions there are often exaggerated either to look cute or whatever it might be. Yeah, exactly. 
at least in art, there is a term as semi-realistic, which is like proportions are realistic, but then in portraits at least, then it's not really realistic. Some choices are made to keep some parts stylized on purpose. Some of my favorite games when it comes to art, the Harry Potter games for PC. So the first three of them were, I would call it then, I guess, stylized or cartoonish. So they tried to make the characters resemble the characters from the movie, but not like in a photorealistic way. But then you had game number four. They tried to do photorealistic, which they just slapped a, like a JPEG of their face mm-hmm. on the model, basically. Have you played those games, by the way? I think I've played mm-hmm. maybe the first one and third one. Don't really remember. Um... But I haven't played the fourth part. Good. It's a horrible game, so don't do that. Okay. (laughs) Haven't missed anything. Well, I would say at least one thing that I really like with what I would call cartoony graphics, at least, that you don't try to do it photorealistic, is that it is more timeless. So something that is photorealistic usually becomes dated in just a couple of years. The Last of Us on PS3, it looked absolutely astonishing when it came out, but already now you could look at it and see where it has flaws whereas something that is more cartoonish it sort of it doesn't matter that graphics gets better mm-hmm. because you sort of use your imagination or something and it still looks as good to me at least yeah i think i agree with you you would be like oh no it's just the style of the game it's cool it should be like this but then another game you're like oh they didn't have the abilities to make it better oh yeah, I see what you say. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Wind Waker, Zelda Wind Waker is another example of something that looks just as beautiful today as it did 10, 15 years ago when it came out. Or old pixel art games yes. as well. They look just as yeah. stunning today as they did back then. I remember Uncharted 1, when that came out on PlayStation 3, I just thought, like, this looks like fucking real, man. And then if I look at it today, it's like, ah, it looks kind of weird. But, you know, because they're going for photorealism. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the mixture we have in the industry is nice. When I make my games, I try to make the style last, mm-hmm. I guess. But that's also because I'm making the games myself. So there's no way I could make something look photorealistic mm-hmm. by myself. Or maybe I could, yeah. but, you know, that would take 50 years to make a game in that case. But the games you guys made in the school, what was that? Like, Did you go photorealism or stylized? No, nobody went photorealism because we had such a small period of time. As I said, first game was made in two weeks. And second mm. one that we just finished was made in one month. They always tell us in the school to not be too ambitious. You know, mm. they'd be like, don't create a game with a couple of levels that you cannot finish, you know? Better create mm. one level that is pretty much perfect mm. rather than yeah, like... aim for something mm. too big. Mm. And same with the style. Nobody made anything realistic because it's easier to make stylized stuff. You said you weren't necessarily a gamer, but now you've been in this school for almost a year. Have you become more of a gamer or do you feel like you have learned more or... No. <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> Not really. 
Yeah, I mean, I probably should, right? <laughs> because people there are very passionate about it. Many of them like play Overwatch and they even create tournaments at school. Mm. And the school is so cool. They always give us more and more. For example, they have installed arcade machines and like a cool gaming computer. So yeah, they make it possible. But I don't know. I'm just, I guess I, I should probably get into that more because for example you guys are talking about those games like remember this game and that game and i'm like no i don't remember <laughs> any of those games yeah. but how does that feel like in school if you're surrounded by all these nerds and then you're like a cool girl <laughs> basically i mean in that school i'm not a cool girl in that case <laughs> Because I always tune out when people talk Hollywood and actors. I know absolutely nothing about Hollywood. I think I can name yeah. five famous people. So if I'm in those situations, I'm just like tuning out. And then I'm like, yeah, yeah. Just wait for the conversation to move on to something else. Yeah, exactly. I know, I do that too. Sometimes I just say like, oh, I have no idea. Let's talk about something else or something. I know what you mean. But they're nice enough to not talk to me about that. I think it's not necessarily that one has to enjoy the stuff in the industry that you're in, for example. The room when you were a plumber, I guess that wasn't necessarily anything you did on your spare time. But something that I would be interested to hear is if you have any game that would be something that you have seen that, oh man, this game, this is really... This is high art. This is the shit. This is, you know, where it's at. They do such an amazing art in this game. Is there anything like that that you have as an inspiration or anything that you've seen? Well, I think Mortal Kombat ah. is the one. But again, I don't know that many. But it's not really because I don't enjoy playing games. It's just that I never came around playing games. Like if I had a friend who would be like, come over, I'm playing, or like a boyfriend. If he was playing, of course I would like to play with him. But I'm just like, whatever, you know, doing something else. Well, then I would uh, guess you could put yourself in the category of not being a nerd like us, but a true artiste. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's how they call me sometimes. I have a question about this Mortal Kombat love you have there. If you had a chance to design a Mortal Kombat character, I mean, they... They're basically the same characters in every game, except they look prettier and prettier every time. As far as I can tell, they tend to go for photorealism in those games, even though there's yeah. fantasy elements and all that stuff. Yeah. But uh, would you rather do that, design a character that someone else have designed before you? Or would you rather do your own fighter in Mortal Kombat? Mm. Yeah, well, the thing is that what you are referring, I think you mean the concept art. Even in any other game, there will be a concept artist who would be drawing, creating the character and character sheets for me to model mm. based on. I don't mind just using somebody else's concept mm. or like a character. I would prefer to just have the plan and like they give me, basically they give me the concept and I just do what is needed to be done because I see it more as a craft it's like therapeutical for me it feels like an advantage of being an artist as opposed to a programmer as a programmer in games for example you have to 
to show something working, you have to stitch together the whole like game basically, or a piece of mechanic and graphics and preferably sound and stuff. But as an artist, correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like just draw something, sculpt something, and then show your beautiful stuff that you have mm. done. Something I wish I knew how to do. I think so. I agree, mm. to be honest. Yeah, you basically enjoy everything. Like you just mm. do this. Like it's my hobby, and I'm pretty sure it's hobby of everybody of every mm. game artist because yeah. yeah they all do that for example if i'm not doing something for school i'm working on my portfolio and everybody else in the school does mm. the same thing just because it's fun yeah to weigh in on that Odo, i haven't had internet for the past two weeks so i haven't been able to program anything for my game because i need internet to help me with that most of the time but i've been only drawing for two weeks now all like 10 characters and the city and all that stuff and yeah. it's what you say it's just pure fun and yeah. the scary thing is how time flies I, I can't believe it i start sit down and i draw and then bam it's five o'clock already and yeah. that says something right exactly. it's just so much fun you said something before that made me think <laughs> when someone hands you concept art mm-hmm. like how detailed could it be that like Odo hand you a stick drawing <laughs> like a shitty stick drawing and he's like yeah <laughs> this is an elf do it or how detailed are they <laughs> well i mean in that case i would just redraw with myself i guess because <laughs> yeah i can do concept art as well i just don't want to do that mm. but yeah it has to be more or less detailed I don't know whether they are using photos. For example, if you make a modern character, I don't know if they Mm. use, for example, just a photo of a sneaker or something, of a Nike shoe. But I personally do that. I'd be like, oh, okay, here this and that. But yeah, it has to be like you have to understand which materials even, like which material is the jacket made of, which Mm. metal is used here is this plastic Mm. and the history behind it as well so Mm. like how used is it for example there is a scratch why why is there a scratch over here we've just had a character art lectures because we're having character art course right now the teacher was saying that the most common mistake of the beginners is that they would create a character and put scratches everywhere (laughs) And this looks really bad because it doesn't tell a story. Maybe he fell down some stairs. <laughs> yeah, maybe, I guess. If that's the case, then that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> La- lazy. <laughs> There's this lazy guy who says all his character fell down some stairs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess. So, yeah, I think the concept should give you the proportions the style, the materials, <laughs> of course, all the clothes should be visible more or less. And if they're not, then from what I understood, you're supposed to just mm. kind of guess it or ask. If you work in the studio, probably mm. don't guess it. You ask the concept art, like what's going on here? What is it even? But yeah, they would also create the character sheets uh. where the character is looking like standing front, side mm. and from the back. Yeah, the classic T-post. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you like create all of that. Do you add the textures too on your 3D models? Or are they just like gr- gray shapes? 
No, I, I add, I add, and uh, everybody else add because it brings them to life. But even we are supposed to even be able to create textures from scratch as well because oh. we had a course for that as well. I am personally not that good at it, hmm. but I did a couple of those. It's it's different. Mm. <laughs> I wanted to say it's fun, but then I was like, no, mm. <laughs> it's more different, at least for me. But other artists say like, oh, I love it. I love to do that. Mm. So, yeah, it's basically for everybody their own, I guess. But yeah, I would personally just use the textures that were already created mm. in Substance Basin, for example. And there you add wear and tear mm. to the clothes, to the guns and stuff mm. to things that the character is wearing cool have you made guns too yes of course every character artist has made at least one gun in their <laughs> life it's like classics <laughs> so back to your education so what would you say like a normal day at such an education looks like like, what do you learn or what kind of classes do you have and how do you do them? Every day we have usually one lecture, but it's like a really long lecture. I don't know, four or five hours can be, sometimes three. And then we are supposed to practice and create something. Right now we are having the character artist course and we are creating characters. And then you would create your character and then you can ask for feedback I love that you can always write the teacher and be like, oh, can you help me with this problem, with that problem, like what's going on here? And they, they answer you really quickly and help you with everything, kind of like video call you and stuff. And also one cool thing in the school is that you would learn from other artists there, from other students, mm. because everybody is good at something. For example, somebody is not that good at 3D art, but they are great concept artists so you would go with your question to them and then when it's time for 3d art they will come to you and you're like oh you do this this way and that way and that's really nice hmm. so yeah you would learn from them too a lot so yeah that's what we do we just have our lecture then do our stuff get feedback try to improve it talk to other artists in the class that's what we do yeah is this whole education in English? Yes. And what's the percentage of foreign students and Swedish students? At least in our class, I guess, probably half. Also, the gender also is half in our class. It's like girls oh. and boys, uh, like 50-50. But in other classes, in other programs, it's mainly guys. We talked culture a couple of episodes ago, and I'm curious, can you tell the way people draw and the way they make art? Can you tell that they are from different parts of the world? Like, is there something that separates the way Swedes draw versus, yeah, whatever? No, I don't think so. Or to answer that, I guess I would need to make a very in-depth research. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Huh, interesting though. Hmm. No, I haven't noticed anything like this. It would only depend on their background. And yeah, maybe art is quite international after all. And when you have created, for example, these mini games together with other people at that school, do you factor in gameplay when you create a character at all? Or is it more about 
the art itself for you when you create something? Or do you think more about what it's going to be when this character is played and used and so on? Yeah, you have to think about this for the sake of time. Because even in the studio, you should be thinking like, okay, so if this character is mainly seen from the back, the back should be like perfect. Mm -hmm. If he's never seen from the front, then you're like, uh, you know, for example, Mm -hmm. or even when you do the texturing, we would put the seams. So you are supposed to put the seams in the places that are least visible because the seams are still sometimes visible, Mm -hmm. can be. So you have to think about the gameplay when you create the character. For those who don't know, what is a seam and where are they usually placed? Well, it's a thing. (laughs) It's called UV unwrapping. When you create a character, uh, imagine a box. And if you cut the box, you would open it up and it would be just flat, right? So that's basically what you do to your character. You're supposed to kind of cut it out after it's created and flatten everything to use these UV maps, if this is the name, in the texturing engine like Substance Painter, because otherwise they would be like on top of each other. You know, if it's a circle, for example, from the front, it's very difficult to explain without showing, but it could be like the same texture. If you draw, for Mm. example, (laughs) oh my God. So if you draw a face <laughs> on a circle, right? Yeah. And behind there is the other side of the sphere. Yeah. It would be projected on the back face as well. And it would all make mm. mess. So it has to be all yeah. flat. And then it creates seams. And those seams are very often visible. They can be visible. And that's why you would put them somewhere. Like, for example, in between fingers instead mm. of outside of fingers. Or if it's a head, you would want to have a seam somewhere in a place that is not so visible under the chin. Something also that must be sort of hard to design from a character artist perspective is a lot of games where you have big weapons. They have like a giant axe on them or they have like a giant gun or something usually there's two approaches you have so when the thing hangs on the character's back it's either like a half a meter off the character's back just not to clip inside like the character or it actually just sort of clips through the character as they move and that i think is something that must be very hard to design yeah exactly i think this has to do more with rigging Don't ask me what rigging is now. (laughs) Because you're supposed to create it the way that would be physically possible. You know, like the axe should behave according to the body, you know, according to physics, just like you said. Yeah, I think this is the problem. But this is a different thing. If you made a giant in a game... Do you make him the same size as a normal character and you scale him up? Or do you have to make him actually really big? Yeah, you can scale everything up. Mm. It doesn't matter, I don't think. Unless you make something really, really small, then you can have some problems Mm. afterwards with other engines. So you just make it normal size. But everything, yeah, everything should be, can be the same size. It doesn't matter. So if I scale it up, it won't lose texture quality and all that? No, no, no. Because the textures stay the same. 
like these UV maps stay the same. It's just the scale of the... Yeah, I don't know how to explain, but it's okay. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Very interesting. And I think we are approaching about one hour before we end the episode. Is there anything you want to promote or do you have a portfolio where people can see your work or anything like that? Yeah, I have a portfolio. There are not that many things yet. There are a couple of characters at least. It's on ArtStation. It's Valeria Yasim. Perfect. And we'll make sure to link that in the description. Ruin, did you have any other questions before we end the episode? No, I feel like I had a lot of questions answered and now I'm jumping into this art station place. It was awesome. It was interesting. I mean, I make games, but I don't do this. So I sort of ask questions as if I want to learn stuff from you. And that was good. Good fun. <laughs> Thank you. I spilled all the secrets. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us and thank you everyone for listening. Thank you Rune for being my co-host as always and see you next week. Bye. Bye bye. Bye.